Welcome to the Dr. April Jasper Show, relevant conversations for business owners of today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We appreciate being a part of your life and being invited into your day. It is such a joy to be able to help our colleagues to bring value to their patients and to help you strengthen and grow your business. Join us at optometricmanagementeducation.com where you can learn more about all of the other services we provide. We have a subscription service that you can be a part of where you can learn and teach your team from the courses that we've recorded on all of the topics that are relevant to your success. We also have consulting services. And right now, if you give us a call, schedule a call with me, I'll be happy to talk to you about what we can do to help you grow your business one-on-one. Welcome everyone. David and I are super excited to be starting this next series with you. And this one is all about how to recession-proof your practice. Yeah, you've talked a little bit about this in the past. Not just recession, but just, uh, I don't even know, any kind of downturn. It doesn't have to be a recession. But so tell us what you have uh, in mind. Yeah, so what we want to do, so we, we actually talked to everybody, I think, a little bit about the new year. So the last time we talked together, we walked through kind of what 22 was like for us, some of the things that we needed to do to make it a good year. And it absolutely ended, as we hoped, in mm-hmm. a wonderful way. Yeah. And the kids got married. We celebrated a wedding. We uh, had our 30th wedding anniversary ourselves, December 26th. Yeah. So we went on a trip of a lifetime. We'll tell you more about that sometime. We went to Italy. And what was your favorite part? Oh, man. You can't say there's a favorite. You went to Italy. (laughs) It's like every day was favorite. I know. It was fun. Being there and not having to come to work. How about that? Well, and I think what what was fun, too, is just being able to learn new things. And it's interesting because you're in a completely different country. Right. The history is amazing. The history is pretty cool. You get to see the things that were in existence. I mean, the oldest building that is still in use in the world. So, so many things that yep. really, for me, were inspiring. And mm-hmm. we're going to spend some time talking more about that down the road. But we come back to work and, you know, the work is amazing for us. We love mm-hmm. what we do. But what you're hearing in the news a lot, I think, is about what to expect the finance world to be like in the next few months. What do we think our business is going to be like, what do we think our challenges are going to be? And I don't listen to the news a lot, but at the same time, I hear from you that one of the things you're concerned about is what will happen to practices. One of the big things I think we've heard about is a lot of companies downsizing. Yeah. All over. And it's all industries. It's not just eye care. I mean, obviously eye care is consolidating and, um, downsizing. And then you have a lot of, what was it? I think I just saw the latest couple of days ago was Phillips laying off thousands of employees. Right. So we, is, we see that and it could cause you to be concerned. And so what we want to do is we want to walk you through why we aren't. We aren't concerned. Yeah. We aren't downsizing. We're actually hiring and we yeah. just hired actually three new people. Yeah. Which has been a it, blessing. It has. It, it happened actually while we were in Europe. I said to Allie, we uh, were thinking about it. I was on the airplane and I tell you what, I heard this the other day. So here I am going off on tangents, but you may have heard of Brene Brown and she's written some awesome books. She has a great podcast. So if you want to listen to another one, listen to hers. But one of the things I heard her say was boredom is the wonderful way to help your brain to start thinking of new ideas. And so she says, that's why you need to just be bored, just sit and do nothing. 
and let your brain move and work and, and come up with things that are extremely valuable for you down the road. So right. anyway, here I am on the airplane. I was bored. My TV didn't work. And I knew I was supposed to sleep because it was a red eye. And David said I had to sleep or I was going to be miserable the next day, which is an understatement to be sure. Considering it was, we were arriving in Italy on New Year's Eve, which meant we had to stay up for New Year's in Rome. (laughs) So we were arriving, (laughs) yeah, we were arriving in Italy at 10 a.m. And uh, then we had all day to go. So a long day on the time change. I'm, I'm laying there trying to think I'm going to fall asleep. This is going to be awesome. And as I'm laying there bored out of my mind, I thought, you know what? We've been looking for somebody for the longest time. And mm-hmm. it seems like we should have a better way to go about finding a new employee. So I actually texted Allison, our daughter, and said, and I knew she wouldn't get it because we were over the water and it wasn't going to happen. But I texted her and I said, Allie, send this text out to your friends. And so she just graduated from college. I know she's got a lot of folks that were looking. Yep. And I told her exactly what to say, and she texted them. And next thing I know, it wasn't even the next day. So as soon as I could get back and get into receiving text messages, she had someone lined up for us to interview when we got back. So great ideas come from boredom. But back to recession-proofing your practice. So what David and I were also thinking as we were traveling is we need to give people some ideas because we've not been there And not had to come up with ideas before. So let me say that a different way. Every day. It's not that we haven't been there before. 2008, 2009, we went through some challenges. Mm -hmm. We didn't ever get to the point where we were losing or decreasing in income. But we did get to the point where we were kind of plateaued. Right. And so I think to answer your question, long way around, David said, what are we defining this whole conversation as? And I think you can't start the conversation about recession-proofing your practice until you know what your practice is and should look like. And we're talking strictly, obviously, about optometry, but this could be across the board for any business. Right. We are excited to have CooperVision as a sponsor of our podcast. CooperVision is one of the world's leading contact lens manufacturers, and they serve eye care professionals and patients in over 130 countries. Their innovative products help millions of patients see every single day. One of the technologies and innovations that we love the most about CooperVision is their groundbreaking technology in soft contact lenses that helps to slow the progression of myopia in children 8 to 12 years old at the initiation of treatment. All right, so what does our business look like and how has it morphed over the years? And I think that really a, a place we need to start is to understand that our business, even though we're healthcare, should be more like other businesses businesses in some way. So let me say that again. Our business of optometry should be a lot like other businesses in some ways. And one of the ways is that patients, just like customers, which they are, patients want to be involved in their care. And so I think of holistic medicine. Okay. Now, when you first think of that, when you hear that word, it may mean a lot of different things to people. Yeah. I think for me personally, it's the, you're going to be what? It's natural remedies and possibly bone manipulation. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. I I don't know. So I have to define that as well. Right. So in my mind, holistic care, and I'm going to read to you from Pacific College and uh, one of their uh, definitions It says there are several guiding principles central to holistic medicine and treatment, including the belief that all people have inborn healing abilities. So that's Mm. kind of what you were alluding to. Mm -hmm. 
The second thing is the belief that a patient and doctor work together as a team to address all areas of life that affect health and wellness. That's huge. I don't know that that first is what comes to mind when you think of holistic medicine. The third is the philosophy of treating a patient as a person and not the disease. That's a big deal in my mind for all doctors and patients to be Mm -hmm. thinking. The fourth, the focus on fixing the cause of the ailment, not just relieving the symptoms, and then focusing on the mind-body connection to treat the whole person. So a lot of this as well, it goes to, and then it goes on to define these principles help practitioners work with patients to choose the therapies that will promote better overall health, mind, body, and spirit. Now, the reason I think that's important is because it talks about taking care of patients as a whole. Right. It talks about you as a patient being involved with me as the doctor in your care, both preventative and in the treatments. Mm -hmm. And and it only makes sense. Don't you want to know? I mean, you've been to the doctor a couple times recently for sport-related injuries. Yeah. Don't you want to have a choice? Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times they're going to say you have to do this or you have to do that. And it's, you know, it's all on you, the patient, to get that done. And that could be weeks or months of work, not, not just... I'm going to sit here and figure this out over the next couple of weeks or whatever it is. It's work. You have to get in the gym. You have to get to the physical therapist. You have to do something. You have to get up and go. You have to be involved. And yeah. And if you're not doing it, all the stuff that he's going to tell you to do is worthless. Right. So as a patient, you have to be involved. Absolutely. Your specific example was the other way I, I look at this too is I might have one treatment that makes a whole lot of sense. Right. But the patient then might say, but doc, that doesn't make any sense to me because... I can't do that. Yeah. I, and, and your example is that you went in with a shoulder injury yeah. and your treatments could have been one of maybe five, mm-hmm. but what was your biggest problem? You needed to get on the bike right. to do the Hope Ride yeah. two weeks later. Uh, yeah. So well, it was a month and a half, month, month and a half, but still, yeah, I it, needed to be on a bike for three straight days for seven hours a day. So you couldn't rehab. I mean, no, you I didn't couldn't have time go to, to surgery, I mean, and you no. couldn't necessarily do a lot to impact the, the problem right then. Right. So the choices that you had to make were, how do I get to where I need to be to be on my bike Correct. to ride 300 miles in three days in this amount of time? Right. So the doctor can't just say, here's your shoulder problem and here's what I'm going to do. The yeah. doctor has to say, hey, David. We might be able to do this or we might be able to do that. And right. so, yeah, he, he had specific treatments that he worked with me on. And for us, we have the same issues. So start with, when we think about how to recession-proof our practice, the first thing we have to think about is what is our practice? We sell glasses, we sell contacts, we prescribe both. We also have products in our practice. But the big thing is I want my patients to work with me. I want us to be a team so that whatever the treatment option is that we choose, they believe in it, they've bought into it, they've chosen it. And then we work together to keep them healthy and and have them actually have great vision for a lifetime. Right. If you suffer from dry, scratchy, irritated eyes, the problem may actually stem from your eyelids. Cleansing eyelids daily is essential for maintaining healthy eyes, which is why doctors recommend OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy Eyelid Cleanser. New OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy removes oil pollen, and other contaminants from your eyelids to effectively reduce redness, irritation, and itching caused by seasonal allergies. These pre-moistened wipes are easy to use, on the go, or at home. Simply wipe and leave on. As the industry standard of care, OcuSoft has a full line of eyelid cleansers for various conditions, 
available through eye care professionals, most retail outlets, and Amazon.com. Visit OcuSoft.com for more details. So I think first we have to understand that. Once we understand what we do and who we are and how we want to have an impact on our patients, now we can walk through some actual action steps. Yep. So David, you've heard me talk about this before, right? No, Number one. I've never walked through the six steps to that you came up with. Yeah. So we've talked about it a little bit before. We keep promising you a long version of that, but the book will be your first, I think, intro into it, which hopefully will be available in the, in the near future. Yeah. But I think that just to set the stage, we know what our practice should look like. Mm -hmm. Let's dive into the first thing. Everything else that we talk about is going to come back to these six steps. We call them the six steps to distinction in business. We're going to make it specifically eye care. Right. But the first one is know the mission and vision for Mm -hmm. your practice. And by that, we mean you have to know what you're in business to do. Otherwise, you'll never be able to get there. Mm -hmm. The second one is create an atmosphere that mirrors the vision. Specifically in our practice, David's heard me say it before, that has to do with what does your office look like? Right. What does your website look like? What does your social media look like? Does it all come together? Right. Right. Does your website flow right into your Facebook page? Does your Facebook page flow into your patient communications as far as emails that you might be sending out? Does all that stuff look like it's from three different practices when it gets, when it goes out or does it all look the, you know, uniform and like it's under control? And does it reflect your mission and vision for your practice? Mm -hmm. And so if your mission and you guys have heard me say before, we're in business to be able to change people's lives Mm -hmm. for the better. We do that by making them see, but we hope that we can make an impact in other ways as well once they're in the office. But if that's our mission, our vision, if that's our framework, that's what we want to be and do, then does the atmosphere of our practice, which includes every touch point, so what else? What am I missing? Website, social media. Well, then you have the physical, right? So you walk in the front door. What right. does the front desk look like? Does it look like it's inviting? Does the Do the chairs in the waiting room look like they're clean? Uh, how's the paint on the walls? Do you have any chips or does thing need to be touched up? Carpet, floor, tile, is it clean? Yes. How about your ceiling tiles? It's, there's so much stuff to atmosphere that you don't realize. The music. And the music that's playing, yeah. The smell. The smell, yep. I mean, sounds. yep. So when you walk into your practice, are you actually walking in like you're a patient and you're walking in and you're looking at it through a patient's eyes or are you looking at it like, oh, I'm here again, unlock the door and go straight to my office and just don't pay attention to anything else? Are the baseboards clean? Right. It's just so much stuff. And probably somebody's listening and thinking, why does any of that matter? It's how does that have anything to do with recession proofing my practice? And, you know, I, I would say it has everything to do with it. We mm-hmm. know the data shows that uh, mostly women, but because women make a lot of the healthcare decisions for their family, mm-hmm. but yep. they make a decision on where they're going to do business and who they're going to do business with mm-hmm. based on the cleanliness of one room in your office. What room might that be? It's definitely the bathroom. So if you go into the restroom and it's a dump and you're afraid to even be there, then you have a problem. And they say that people judge the safety of an airplane based on how it looks as far as the atmosphere of that cabin that you're in. So it makes complete sense. So number one, for the six steps of distinction in in business, one, know the mission and vision for your practice. Mm -hmm. Number two, create an atmosphere that mirrors the vision. Number three, provide service in every area that follows that vision. And so customer service is king. We have right. to we have to completely understand that our patient comes first. Four, continue the vision with efficiency. Mm-hmm. 
We want to respect our patients' time. They love us, but they don't love us so much that they want to be with us all day long. They love us because we're efficient. They love us because we're accurate, which is number five, by the way, solidify the experience with accuracy. And they love us because they know that we love them. Number six, seal the deal with empathy. So those are the six steps that we have laid out for creating distinction in eye care. We have all kinds of examples, but I think that just knowing those six and thinking of them through and having that as a framework for everything you do will help you to understand the next nine ways to recession-proof your practice. So we got through number one. We have nine more to go. We hope you'll join us on the next episode to be able to hear more about how to recession-proof your practice. 